the leading voice in the wine world. Uh, he is the uh, author of the best-selling book, Drink Like a Billionaire. He's the one and only Mark Oldman. Mark, welcome to WGN. Dane, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for being flexible uh, on the time. Your, your public awaits. And uh, <laughs> so is, is this a, because you are doing stuff all over the place, whether it's festivals around the country, whether it's, uh, you know, the Aspen Classic, so big there, New York City Wine and Food. It's not like there's a, an off season for wine, but is this maybe a busier time? It really is. This is, we're, we're getting to kind of the, the, the busiest uh, maybe in champagne terminology, the fizziest time in terms of uh, wine and alcohol and gift giving. Um, I'm doing a lot of private events. Um, everyone's entertaining for the holidays. And uh, it's just a, a merry, happy time. And, and I think that uh, high uh, stock market, the frothy stock market you just mentioned uh is adding to the froth in the in the overall uh, wine-oriented celebration. So when the public, and now the cat is completely out of the bag, these the events, and for the listeners, uh, let them know, when, whenever you do these events, and, and some of the wine education events, and oftentimes people are trying to do what they can to, to educate, share some different, uh, different wines, and make it maybe more approachable, but you build in an entertainment factor to the wine situation that is unparalleled. And it's one of those things, and i got to let people know, and we'll give the website out, markoldman.com, is if you see him at a festival, get in there and see it now did you feel that that was one of the things you have all the knowledge in the world and you know started the the wine circle at stanford and you know all of that street cred that you need in order to be taken uh seriously as a wine personality but that you felt maybe you needed to have a little extra some a little pizzazz if you will kind of build that into the experience <laughs> you know my mom couldn't have said it better you know you you really like a psychologist you kind of decode my approach and that's really what it's all about. I am a tough customer. And, you know, when it comes to whatever, cars or uh, learning barbecue or even art, uh, I want the best information possible. But, you know, I'm a tough customer and I have a short attention span. So I want it entertaining. I want it fun. And I want just the filet mignon, the filet mignon, if you will, of <laughs> good information. I want someone who's been through all the information and only gives me the really good nuggets, the really good kernels, and then serves it up in a fun, exciting, entertaining way. Do you think that's almost kind of necessary for a long time before maybe there was so much information and so much insight out on the internet that the wine world and a lot of the either personalities or participants could be sort of pretentious and kind yes. of sort of keep it as this like club. And if you, if you didn't know, then you didn't know and you weren't invited and you couldn't get in where now people know a lot now, you know, so they want to get maybe a little bit of insight into what it is and the best ways to experience things. And then you got to build in a little bit of the fun. You really do. And, you know, the people at the top of wine, in my latest book, How to Drink Like a Billionaire, I mentioned that the people at the very top of wine seem to relax the most about it. They're the ones having a lot of fun. The problem is, and I see this in other industries, too, when you first learn a little bit about it, you either get really anxious and you're, you're worrying that you're going to make the wrong decision, or especially in my home city of New York, you've got a lot of blowhards who get quite pompous, and, and they think they know everything. I mean, one of the keys to knowing wine is knowing how little you really know. 
<laughs> That's the key, right? Is to be humble with it. When I share the information. I think the enthusiasm is one of the most important things. And people, you know, once you say it, they say like, "Here, here's something that you can suggest. Oftentimes you'll hear as a talking point, people will kind of share that, you know, you don't have to always spend a lot of money in order to get a wine that's great or that you'll enjoy for specific things during the holiday time. You know, if you know what to get. Uh, then you can kind of benefit and really experience something good. So if you've got a couple that you'd suggest, maybe for maybe Christmas Eve or or, or maybe Christmas Day or some of those things that are that are oh, out yeah. there that you've noticed that you said, hey, you know what, this deserves more attention. Absolutely. Well, you know, just yesterday I was walking around and I was thinking about what I'm going to open Christmas Eve. And listen, Christmas Eve, I'll bring out a Dom Perignon because. You know, I'm I'm with my family, and I know it's quite expensive, but, you know, it's, it's one, a couple times a year, and I want to mark the occasion. Problem is, people are much thirstier than one bottle of Dom Perignon, and I want, to, I want enough of that taste, uh, but without paying the hundred and something dollars. So I was thinking about how great Gruet, uh it's a sparkling wine, believe it or not, from New Mexico. And lest your listeners think I'm, I'm going off on a wild tangent. In the wine community, Gruet is like the little secret that they get 80% of the lovely, toasty, rich quality of Dom Perignon, but it's about $15 a bottle. So they have, I, I recently had a reunion of friends from college, come from all over the country, to New York, and we started off. I ordered two cases of the Gruet Blanc de Noir. That just means it's coming from all red wine grapes. Uh, Blanc de Noir. It was only fifteen dollars here in New York, which means you can probably get it like twelve bucks elsewhere. And it's beautiful. And you know, had I poured it into a labelless pitcher and told people it was Don Perignon, everyone, including the, the wine snobs in attendance, would have believed it. It's, it's just a great, great value. And so on the so cel- that's bu- so yeah, that's on the, spa- on the sparkling side, and then give us a, maybe an option or two uh, yeah. with something else. All right. Well, uh, if you want to go American, um, go Zinvindel. Everyone's heard of it. This is the real all-red stuff. Uh, it's not pink. And um, I've recently had the new release from Turley, um, which isn't expensive if you go for the Turley Juvenile. That's the type of Turley Zinvindel. Uh, Dry Creek makes a great peppery Zinvindel, the latest release. I think it's the 2017. Absolutely beautiful. Um, another thing to do, go to your local wine store and ask for a great, well-priced Portuguese red wine. Um, I've had, for example, something called the Durham and I've had the Quinta de Pasadoro. Oh, but you know what? The producer doesn't matter because I'd say Portuguese red wine is probably the most reliable, fairly priced producer of big, luscious red wines going. And because people don't know to, to buy it, you're going to get it at a fraction of price uh, versus Napa wines and Bordeaux wines. Is that one of the um, things, and, and, and let the listeners know we're talking yeah. with acclaimed and best-selling author Mark Goldman, uh, is that there are places around the world that sort of, you know, just like food trends or things become popular, where there's different areas where the wine becomes more recognized, and oftentimes uh, there's, they're doing something right. I was actually one of the first people on 
the first flight, first flight ever, direct flight from Lisbon to Chicago mm-hmm. and, and back, and got an opportunity to, I think Portugal, up until maybe very recently, has been kind of a big ball of mystery, is that maybe people are so fixated where they support wine, and they just assume that that's, that's kind of the beginning of the end, and then they just stop learning from there. You, you just hit the bullseye. People think port begins and ends with the beautiful dessert wine, sweet dessert wine of port. But, you know, in the last 15 years, 20 years, a lot of the port people and then a lot of independent producers have gotten into making dry red wine. Some of it has been a necessity uh, because dessert wine, sadly, isn't as popular as it used to be, and especially it, it isn't as popular as it was 100 years ago and 150 years ago. It should be, but that's a different conversation. But what you're seeing are really high-quality but still somewhat experimental projects coming out of Portugal, but because it's a far-flung location and because the grapes are unfamiliar and because some of the words are hard to pronounce, um, it's going to come at a discount. So that's what you want to go for. And blissfully, unlike Red Burgundy, which I love, but the reliability factor is all over the place. Some bottles are great. Some are really inferior. Uh, Portuguese reds, I've rarely had a bad bottle, and usually they overachieve. Yeah, well, but so part of the opportunities that you're explaining here, Mark, is part of the problem, because now you're explaining it to our, our vast and uh, dedicated uh, WGN radio audience, who's uh, quickly writing down everything, and we've had a number of texts asking for certain lists for some suggestions, so we'll have those at WGNRadio.com. When we come back from this break, you know that you're living it right. Let's say you're a superhero, you have a lair, right? You have your own lair, or your, or your Fortress of Solitude. If you live in a thing that is well-known throughout the industry is the Wine Sanctuary. It is a place not only for deep thoughts on the wine side, but also where you happen to reside. You know you're ahead of the game and doing things right. So we're going to talk with Mark Oldman when we come back about that, ways you can get in on things, plus his brush with, uh, uh, I don't know, worldwide banana celebrity and art when we come back. So keep it here. Uh, it is Seth Zerr here, along with uh, Daniel Lynn on 720 WGN. When your address says Wine Sanctuary, it's a, it's a good thing. It's enviable. It is awesome. So unless you're a politician looking to, to gain the everyman vote and you spend some quality time in a wine cave, right? This is all seen as a positive thing. Mark Oldman uh, is on the line. Mark, welcome back. <laughs> well, thank you. It's good to be here, and I'm, I am broadcasting from my own wine cave, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, but it's it's like an upper floor wine cave. It's one of the elevated uh, styles. But 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 let's talk about it. So, in for the listeners, let him know we are talking with Mark Oldman, best selling author of uh, of Drink Like a Billionaire and uh, headlining and leading voice in the in the world of wine. Is that this is not just this is not just a thing that you that you do. This is not just a hobby. This is a life. Uh, and a lifestyle, right? And so it makes sense that you would live in and among the bottles that you uh, that you promote. Exactly. My wife isn't crazy that you know the the sixth wine fridge or was it the seventh showed up uh, a few weeks <laughs> ago. But I, I do live in what I call the wine sanctuary, and uh, the Wall Street Journal is fortunate that they they did a feature on it, and they said you know it's just this group, one of the most unusual and lovely places to drink wine. So I've got a, a cradle that holds up to a 12-liter of, of wine. So w- when we have real blowouts, uh, we can do that. And I've got all sorts of art antiques that are related to wine. And um, 
And now I'm starting to, to actually, by popular request, certain people, you know, these days people are looking less for things and and more for unique experiences. And um, people started asking me, well, you know, can I uh, rent out, can you and the wine sanctuary, and we have special wine events there. So I'm calling it the Mark Oldman Wine Experience. And it's been quite popular. People who come to New York or maybe are locals, but so far it's been uh, people who are visiting New York and they want a peak experience, something you can't get at a restaurant, something you can't get at a winery. Um, and they, they'll get together with four people or even eight people and they'll, uh, you know, they'll tell me, well, we want to do California wine or we want to do California wine versus European wine or we want to learn how to drink like a billionaire or drink like a pro. And I will create a customized program. It's usually about 90 minutes. And um, it's all here at the Wine Sanctuary. So we're having a lot of fun with it. Here's an idea. This We're in the think tank here. Seth Zur is here, of course, creator of, uh, of Bacon Fest. And so it's kind of a think tank. Some of the best ideas in the world can happen here, not in a vacuum, yeah. but in sort of broadcast <laughs> setting. So I'm thinking as you take your show and whether you're on the West Coast, East Coast, hopefully you'll do some here in Chicago and do some of that stage show that you do bringing wine to the masses there is that just <laughs> yeah. like they did at the Broadcast Museum where they built some of the Saturday Night Live sets here where you can feel you're there for the weekend update or you're there for this part or that part is that you should have a scale model of at least portions of the wine sanctuary that could be the VIP experience and you could take that around the country. I'm on board for this I and I'd just it. like to say a verbal contract is binding. So we're looking forward to having you. Thank you very much. How about we put it in like a luxury trailer and I can just take it everywhere? Perfect. Look, see, this is where we hammer out what they say in the business, the details. <laughs> it's just, I love it. Yeah. Don't worry. You will you will get full royal. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I love it. Make right. it mobile. Nice. Okay, so when you can make your way to New York, you can get a chance to see, get some of that insight and the experience firsthand. For people who want to experience a little bit of the the uh, the cachet of a Mark Goldman for their New Year's Eve party, do you have some things that you suggest? It seems like the Gruet, that's where I think, was that, what was it? Because we did have a couple people that texted in that wanted to know a little bit more about the, the I don't want to say a knockoff, but that substitute for the, right. the Dom Perignon. Maybe that would be one of the things people could have for New Year's? Absolutely. It, it really is the best. Like, you know, what what does Mark Oldman do when he's got 25 people who's, this was earlier this fall, flown across the country. I am going to be pouring some really special stuff, but these people want quality, but they also want quantity. So uh, I, I filled them up with this $15 a bottle Gruet Blanc de Noir, or uh, yeah, it was Blanc de Noir, which means it's it's coming from all red wine grapes, and people were so happy with it. And so I'm like walking around yesterday, finishing my Christmas shopping, thinking I need that taste in my mouth again, and I need to stock it like soda. But Gruet isn't the only one. There's uh, Rotor Estate, uh, uh, so American sparkling wines. Gruet is that, but it's from uh, New Mexico, so it's not as typical. But, you know, the sparkling wines you'll find from Napa and Sonoma, and especially the Car- Carneros region, um, are really good. And 
think of it this way. You know, if you avoid the boardwalk and park place of sparkling wine, and that's champagne, and I love champagne, but champagne, you are going to pay a, a luxury and a comfort premium for it. So if you then go to a place that's not known for its bubbly, but makes high quality bubbly, and that's uh, California, you're going to find amazing versions. So Rotor Estate, I think, is the best. But Mum, M-U-M-M, is also really, really good. And Domaine Chandon uh, never disappoints. But if I had to pick just one, it would be the Rotorer State. And again, that's like $18 a bottle. We'll have, uh, we'll have some links up at WGNRadio.com. And before we let you go, we'll, we'll get a site where maybe you have some of these suggestions listed up or the best places for people to go. When you talk about having that taste in your mouth, there's nothing that, that, um, I think the traditional deliciousness of a banana is only accentuated, maybe enhanced, uh, by the addition of duct tape and, and certainly the value, right? And so let's talk a little bit about this where sort of these worlds collide, yours and then also kind of art and, and pop culture. That's crazy, right? And for the listeners to remind, remember the, and I think John Williams did uh, a big segment on this where there was a, you know, a progressive like art piece where there was just a banana with duct tape and it was, I guess, $120,000. What happened? Explain it. That's exactly right. I happen to be down at Art Basel, Miami. I like hanging out in the art world because there's certain similarities to wine. There are people who call it accurately and then there are a lot of bluffers there are a lot of posers and a friend of mine is an art advisor actually from chicago and she lets me tag along with her and so we were the first hour of the preview day of art basel fair and i ran across the miss banana become infamous it's just a banana duct taped to a wall uh, artist Maurizio catalan i thought it was absurd so I, I asked my friend, the Chicago art advisor, very cool. Uh, I, I gave her my phone. I'm like, will you take a picture of me with the banana? She took the picture, and unbeknownst to both of us, uh, someone from one of the biggest art publications must have been behind her, snapped the same sort of picture of me with the banana it's from this uh Artnet publication. So that night, there's the very beginning of the fair. No one knows about the banana yet. She and her friends are like, Mark, you are in art net. And, you know, I'm used to being in wine publications, but not art publications. Uh, how is that? So we all get a huge laugh out of the fact that Artnet publishes the first big article on the duct tape banana, this crazy, insane, bound banana. And I suddenly I'm represented with it. You know, I've been like Forrest Gump or Trojan horse into this art historical moment so we we had a big laugh out of it suddenly the next day this thing wasn't just an art story this thing crossed over into the zeitgeist pop culture it was on cnn the front page of the new york post friends in germany and uh, uh in the middle east were emailing me just dying of laughter that hey were you the guy who bought that one hundred and twenty thousand dollar banana duct tape to the wall so I had, to, I had to explain to them, wow. I wasn't the purchaser. I was just an admirer. <laughs> this was tra- Trevor Noah. It was, uh, it was uh, the Today Show. And so I kept hearing over the next couple of days. And it was funny, when I was leaving uh, Miami, I was in the Delta Lounge. 
and I was just trying to get my Diet Coke. You know, they, they don't have them in the fridge. You have to, like, belly up to the bar just to get your Diet Coke. So I go up there, and I'm waiting. This woman looking me over with the just, I've never seen a look on the face. It wasn't, it was she, almost like astonished, like she was seeing a ghost. And she, she goes, uh, and I said, well, uh, hi, uh, everything okay? She's like, she's French, of course. Like, you you are the banana guy, aren't you? <laughs> oh man, I gotta <laughs> so tell you, recognize me. Yeah. We we got We've got only like a, like forty five seconds left. The banana guy. I think something of, of unparalleled and I think well recognized value would have been a duct taped a uh, copy of Drink Like a Billionaire there. And so, Mark, <laughs> at, as we as we let you go and and head to the news, give the the website and for information, people can get, keep up with all your adventures and and get out there and see you and see you when you're coming to town. Absolutely. It's markoldman.com, M-A-R-K-O-L-D-M-A-N.com. One of the best, if not the best in the business, the leading voice in the world of wine, Mark Oldman. Have a great holiday time. Thanks so much for jumping on today, man. Thank you, Dane. Always fun with you. Happy holidays, my friend.